How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Tuesday, June the 1st. Now, despite it being Memorial Day in the United States as I record this, I do have some video game news to talk about today, so let's jump in. First thing we should talk about is CD Projekt, which had their quarter one financials, and this is a super interesting one. So you might remember the the previous quarter, which had their full year financials, they did extraordinarily well. The cyberpunk launch, they brought in like $300 million in profits. It was more than triple the previous record. It was a crazy year for them compared to even The Witcher 3's release. And then now here we are just one quarter later, and this quarter has nothing to write home about. In fact, they are only up 2% year over year. Because in 2020, they benefited from things like the Witcher TV series, which increased popularity of the games. Obviously, COVID was a big boost on the industry as a whole, and they also released the Witcher on the Nintendo Switch around that time. And so they had a strong quarter one from last year. But considering Cyberpunk was supposed to be this GTA-like, you know, constantly selling game, this is very much a huge disappointment for them. And this really goes to show how even though Cyberpunk sold millions and millions of copies, I think somewhere around like 15 million so far, this is actually considered a pretty major financial disappointment for them. They wanted to sell way more than this. Of course, they still are not on PlayStation, which is going to impact their sales quite significantly. And I think the next couple of years is just going to be them dedicated to turning this whole thing around and making Cyberpunk a game that people want to buy again. We'll see how they do. Okay, this is a super interesting one, because for the first time ever, the Pokemon Company have revealed their financials. Now, if you don't know, the Pokemon Company is, of course, the company that is in control of Pokemon, and it is a joint venture between three different companies, Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. Game Freak do the mainline series, Creatures do some of the console games, mainly the trading card game. Anyway, the the Pokemon company is a private company. They have no requirement to publicizing how much money they make. But it has now been shared that in the 12 months ending February 28th, 2021, that's a full year, they had $1 billion in sales and $170 million in profit. That's in American dollars. This is apparently the most profit that they've ever had. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised that if they do this again, that we'll see an even higher profit next year. I mean, they're releasing a lot of games this year. They've got Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, the first open-world Pokemon game with Legends Arceus. They got Pokemon Snap that has already been released. It's a big year for that franchise. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Hey folks, there is a game that I want on your radar, and it is called Griftlands. And I want it on your radar because it is coming out of early access today on PC, and then it's also launching on consoles on June 4th, this Friday. Now, this is a game from Clay Entertainment. They've made games like Don't Starve, Oxygen Not Included, Mark of the Ninja. They make some fantastic games. And this is their card battler, or more specifically, a deck-building roguelike, a la, you know, Slay the Spire. It's got this great setting, you know, it's a sci-fi world... You use the cards as, like, negotiating tools, or with actual combat. It's a super neat game, anyway, and if you're into these types of games, I haven't played it myself, but I know the company is very reputable, and I've heard good things about it, anyway. Once again, that's Griftlands. Feel free to check it out. Okay, this one is pretty neat. So you might remember Watch Dogs Legion, which is the newest game in the series. 
And they're coming out right now with title update 4.5. That's today. And with it is a new game mode called Legion of the Dead. And this is going to be a PvE roguelike zombie shooter. So you take a group of four people, can play with your friends, and you go around shooting zombies. Now, it is currently in some kind of alpha, so I believe it's only coming out on PC for now. And it's the kind of thing that they're going to be apparently adding to over time based on community feedback. Along with this update will be a performance mode, so you can hit 60 frames per second on the new consoles. They are adding cross-generation multiplayer, so PS5 and PS4 can play together, Series X and Xbox One can play together, and some new regular content. Once again, feel free to check it out. It's kind of weird to see zombies entering the world of a hacking game, but whatever, I'm in for it. Uh, My friends, that is all the time that I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. You know, it's funny, um, this cyberpunk release feels more and more like a traditional Hollywood release, right? Like, when they make movies, the expectation is that it's going to make way more money than they put into it. And even if they break even, or make a little bit of money, then the, the movie is considered a flop, right? Because they could have been investing their time in a different movie that was making them ten times the amount of money. This is the mindset, um... It's not the mindset that I grew up in, in, uh, you know, in live theater, it's very much the opposite. It's how do we save as much money as possible because we're not going to make any. You almost always come out under as opposed to over. And I think that's what a lot of video games are like too, right? Like there's a lot of smart business people in these companies and they know how to keep themselves alive. And if they make a good game, then the, you know, hopefully they can sustain themselves. But then you have these major AAA companies that have major, major marketing schemes. And, you know, if, if the next Call of Duty came out and it kind of just sold okay, you know, they made their money back and then throw on a few million dollars on top of that, they would be like, what the heck, man? How did we screw this up so bad? Because the expectation is that Call of Duty is a franchise that prints money. CD Projekt did get a taste of that for a little bit, right? The Witcher 3, I mean, it had legs and it got revived because of the TV show and what when they put it on the Switch. That's a very strong franchise for them, and if they release a Witcher 4, they would expect it to sell just as well, assuming that they put the same amount of effort and quality into the game. And Cyberpunk, I mean, you know the hype that went into that, and the marketing and everything, like they paid for Keanu Reeves and all this stuff. They were expecting a Hollywood blockbuster, and that's not what they got. And so now they're going to have to do a No Man's Sky-esque recovery, which I think they can do, to be perfectly honest. Like, hopefully they can do it without crunch and without overtime, but that's a bit of a pipe dream. But I think if they want their next game to be the Hollywood blockbuster success, uh, it might not happen no matter what because of this launch, but maybe the game after they can make that happen. I don't know. Time heals all wounds, right? But they definitely have to put the work into this one if they want to get that right and and change their mindset. We need to stop building around Hollywood blockbusters and need to, I don't know, like, manage expectations, especially when you're you're releasing a broken game. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, Pokemon Company sharing their money. That's pretty interesting. I don't know that I have anything more to say about it, but we don't really get a sneak peek into these companies very often. 
sometimes we get it through like legal reasons, like when Epic versus Apple was happening, we got to see the financials of Epic. But I mean, 250 million in profit, that's pretty good, especially with 1 billion in sales. And that's not even like, like what, what came out for Pokemon this year? Or, you know, between February of 2020 and 2021. What did we get? We got the Sword and Shield DLCs. Obviously the trading card game. Hmm, interesting. I wonder where all that income actually comes from. If you have a, if you have a theory, throw it at me. Or a source would be even better. I don't know, I'm excited for that open world Pokemon game. I think that's great that they're finally doing it. I'm, I'm really, to be honest, I'm really surprised that it took this long. I don't know what the hesitancy is there. Like, maybe it's just that they know that the formula works, and so they're just going to keep making the same Pokemon games. Maybe they didn't think open-world Pokemon was family-friendly enough. I don't know. I hope it turns out well for them. Uh, okay. I think that's all I have to talk about. Thanks for being here, and I'll chat with you tomorrow. Farewell.